War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is Wednesday. I think it's spring. Boy, you'd never know it with the weather. No, actually, as the week goes along, uh, the weather's going to be terrific. Folks, make it a great day. Make it at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop it and see. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. What are you doing today? Now, they're going to be closing. That's right. The end is near for Ron's Pastry Gourmet, but you can still have plenty of time. They're not closing, but they're, they're going to be closing the second week of June but it's been a tremendous run. But remember, delicious calzones. They have the uh, Trump 2024 donuts. They have the uh, Let's Go Brandon donuts. Delicious sandwiches, pastries, pies. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, right off of Silver Spring Street, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 2. Everything is baked fresh. So, folks, it is, in fact, Wednesday, uh, May 11th. And as you just heard in the forecast, I mean, at some point, I think it'll start to feel like spring no it will um i want to uh give credit to the providence journal who uh kathy gregg of the providence journal i'm posting some of this stuff but she's just been doing a fantastic job um regarding and we're learning more you know they're in such a hurry to pass this voting legislation at the rhode island state house now it passed in the senate it's still going to be coming up with the house but she's got a good story questions remain as Rhode Island lawmakers vote on easing voting rules. Now, this ties in with, you know, I wrote a piece that they published on Monday. Legislation will allow people to register to vote online and then apply for mail ballots online. Headed to a House vote after winning party line approval by a key committee last night. What could go wrong? Nothing, says advocates. The Let R.I. Vote Bill headed for a vote by the House Elections Committee. They say the bill make it easier for people to vote, making permanent accommodations made during the pandemic. But there are some problems here now. Um, some legislators, primarily not exclusively Republicans, have raised concerns about opportunities for fraud. Skeptics also question why Rhode Island's only one. Listen to this. Only a handful of states, no rules on who can collect ballots from absentee voters and how many they can collect. A practice critics describe as ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting is alive and well in Rhode Island. One of the last high-profile controversies centered on 226 mail ballots collected and notarized. 2017, $15 an hour campaign worker for the senator who has sponsored the Senate-passed version of the bill, Democrat Dawn Hoyer of Newport. I've talked about this. While her opponents raised concerns, the Rhode Island Board of Elections concluded no evidence of criminal wrongdoing. And Dawn Hoyer, responding to criticism of the bill from radio talk show host John DePietro, tweeted earlier this week, proud of the campaigns I've run, seeing the challenges, blah, blah, blah. None of that's true. Eight of these 30 states limit how many ballots an unauthorized person can return. Four limit how long those ballots can remain in someone's possession before being returned. These limits are based on concerns saving people the task of returning their ballot, blah, blah, blah. But Rhode Island does not specify who may or may not return a ballot on behalf of a voter. Where we're different than in Massachusetts, Connecticut, they limit the number you can and they limit who can return it. Rhode Island does not do that. Why do, well, how come? Why are our laws, here's what you have to ask yourself, why are we different than Mass and Connecticut? Advocates say there's no known problems to justify. And, of course, that was that terrible press conference where the Republican Party brought up the Cianciero, which was foolish. But um, but 
listen to this. Late in the day, Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea's spokesperson, notice she's not touching this, said this, the online interface maintained by our office pings the DMV for the signature required to register to vote. He did not say who's responsible for activating the ping. This is very important. In Rhode Island, there are many people with driver's licenses who are not U.S. citizens. Now, as I mentioned, the Board of Elections, they don't qualify if, in fact, you're a U.S. citizen. Listen to this. This is in the Providence Journal. Now, ask what the safeguard would be against non-citizens voting. The Board of Elections said they are not U.S. citizens. They're not eligible to vote. They would, in fact, be violating the law by doing so. However, there's nothing to stop it. So if you don't have any teeth, any mechanism to determine if someone is breaking the law, then then are they really breaking the law? Then what's the point? There's no mechanism to determine. All they say is, oh, they're not U.S. citizens. They're not eligible to vote. If they do it, they, they're violating the law. But they, no one's ever been prosecuted for it, as I pointed out, as I pointed out in my piece in the Providence Journal. Now, there's another piece in the Providence Journal today, and this is from uh, this... She's a rep out of Warwick, Camilla Villa Wilkinson. Voting rights bill would safeguard elections. Now, she goes into, uh, there's certain things that they're looking, and I, I, I want to be very clear. There's certain things that, you know, I don't have a problem with Braille and, and things like that. Or even if you, this whole business that you have to go to a notary. But she even talks about these drop boxes and as I've told you, the whole reason they use the drop boxes is not for convenience. The drop boxes are for the campaigns. And the drop box also eliminates mail fraud, if anyone's ever caught, by putting it through the U.S. mail. So this business that somehow our elections would be more secure, well, they, they, they wouldn't be more secure. Um, the, 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 the way that we have now, they want to just keep expanding easier ways to vote and i don't mean that that's a positive way and they also want to expand early voting the 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 more you do that the more you open up for potential fraud and i'm telling you right now there is not a little bit of fraud. there's massive fraud going on they don't like the fact that we caught it i also um noticed that and you know th this person that wrote it they they talk about 1870 and you know um, expanding voting rights anyone over the age of 18 in 1971 uh the door yeah, like they like to go and walk you through and name all this you know 400 years we're continuing the fight but folks all this is going to do is they 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 allow the why do you some mail ballots it's it's really not a mail ballot it's 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 votes that's what they are, because as I've explained, if you work for a campaign, you're, they're not paying you to go out and get ballots. They're paying you to go out and get votes. So the standardized use of drop boxes, making it more permanent throughout the state, none of that is good. None of that is good. Now, there's something actually that was comical that I stumbled upon, and this was um, the person that I, that I mentioned in the Providence Journal story who works for secretary of state uh nelly gorbea and he was in fact when you listen to how convoluted it's they they make it confusing by design i want to repeat that they make it confusing by design they you know this the way that they do this jonathan barada never heard of him communications for the rhode island secretary of state so He's going back and forth, and and you know they they this business of uh, our invitation have the division of elections provide a demonstration, folks. They they don't answer direct questions, and then listen. To, this is what he sent out on social media to Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal. You're conflating two issues: voter records and online mail ballot process. You've laid out the Rhode Island Board of Elections signature matching process early in your piece. By the way, they don't use the sig signature matching um, equipment that they have. What if there's no signature in the system because the voter has registered online? You know, th this whole business that they try to go through, 
Uh, there's always a signature. You need a state ID or license to use the OVR portal. Otherwise, you cannot use the online voter. That's what it is, online voter registration system. You know, look at how how this is now online voter registration system. How do you check that? How would you ever check the the online voter registration system? I don't know. Even, see, do you, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, th- there's no way that you would that you. How, how would anyone? get access to check they they have this this online voter registration um ovr voter records folks as you can imagine the more they put this stuff online and again i want to credit kathy gregg what i learned i've been asking rhode island does not have a signature matching machine after all i mean think of that and they all point to that i've had some pretty High-level people telling me, well, you know, we use the signature matching. Rhode Island doesn't have a sig- they don't They don't use the signature matching. It does not have signature matching machine. And on top of that, what's the point if you can use an X as a signature? The X should not be in its accepted, I don't think, the X should be an accepted signature in Rhode Island. I want to repeat that I believe it's confusing. It's confusing by design. And they try to just frustrate people. So I don't know where the rest of the media is. Um, I'm very happy that I wrote an op-ed piece that has then got people. This is Wednesday. It came out Monday. And people are asking questions. And I, I have a lot of respect for Kathy Gregg and this whole business of who can collect ballots from, quote, absentee. You know, they talked about pandemic and everything else. What this really comes down to. What this really comes down to is the fact that you have the campaigns. It's the campaigns that are collecting the ballots. You know, they want to say if a grandmother's sick, if there's someone who's disabled, but that's not who's doing it. And and what they don't like is we pointed out you had that case where someone, a campaign worker, was paid $17 a ballot and collected 230 votes. Now, they like to say there's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing illegal. Well, yeah, but it, the fact is, should it even be going on? It should be illegal. Someone should not be able to collect that number of votes. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now it is certainly grilling season. How's your grill? Stop it and see my friends at J's, J apostrophe S Broadway Appliance, 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5 in Smithfield. Family-run business since 1963. They have all your appliances. Maybe it's time for a new refrigerator. Maybe it's time for a new dishwasher, stove, oven, washing machine, dryer, microwave, flat screen TV, Jay's Broadway Appliance. You deal directly with the owner. Their hours are Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Make an appointment on a Saturday. You know you want to look at a certain appliance. Just make an appointment. Jay apostrophe yes, Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Look for them on Facebook, and you can get yourself a great grill. So, folks, the voting situation, uh, I know it's a little convoluted. It's so important. I don't understand. There's there's nothing more important. What's the point of having elections if you're not going to have legitimate elections? And I'm telling you right now, as I've been predicting, Nellie Gorbea should not be running this election. She's running for governor. She's got skin in the game. She is running the election, plus she's running for governor. I'm going to repeat what I've been saying. Is there anyone that really believes the person running the election is going to lose the election? I find that hard to believe. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401 401- 732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating proud to help residential customers and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority call them today 
Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. It's Coogie. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining right now, he is a columnist for Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And Dan McGowan, I do want to start off, and I liked your grading system last week. But uh, last Thursday, that was uh, a unique lunchtime forum, gubernatorial forum. We had the five Democrats on stage, plus Republican Ashley Kalis. Um You've had some chance to think about it. You wrote about it, kind of gave them grades. I'm anxious to uh, hear some of your thoughts on that. Well, number one, it's a good thing it wasn't a dinner time thing because I think we'd have all fallen asleep. It, yes. <laughs> uh, it, was, it wasn't the you know, most riveting uh, forum. And th- that's the challenge with these things when, when organizations set up forum debates, it becomes you know, uh, less about, you know, candidates going kind of at each other. They, they all sort of get a chance to answer the exact same question. Um, and, you know, in this case, it's like economic policy, um, you know, right. A, a good conversation to be having, but there weren't any fireworks at all. And I, I think you and I, I think for the most part agree, because uh, 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 I saw how you kind of rated them too. Yeah. And, um, you know, to me, Nobody stood out as, oh, my God, they're the clear candidate. I thought I thought going in, you and I probably agreed that Ashley Kalis, the Republican, had a great opportunity. I think it was a missed opportunity for her. Yeah. Um, the one place I think where you and I might disagree to, to some degree is, to me, I thought, I thought Nellie Gorbea presented the most kind of confident uh, yes. performance on stage. I'm not sure she was the, you know, she, she hit a home run for that room, but... I thought she was the the strongest. She she certainly was the most confident. Um, and then you know, go back to Governor McKee, and again, I think this was your analysis. So he didn't step in it. He didn't make any mistakes. He nope. sounded gubernatorial, um, and so that's kind of all he needed to do. To me, my hair. I, I you know, I had Nelly Gorbea as the winner, whatever you want to call it. But sure. when you don't, ha- when you're, you know, when, when you're the incumbent governor and you don't ever face, you don't face any questions about, you know, the investigation stuff, you don't face virtually any criticism other than kind of Matt Brown going at you, which you can kind of, you know, uh, you can treat as sort of a fly coming at you. Um, I thought the governor came across well. I mean, talking to people in the room afterwards, um, I don't think anybody's minds were changed. I think that room largely right. is a room that that feels like uh governor mckee is going to be reelected, and so i think most people said yeah i mean he didn't he didn't screw up tonight or today um what, what, you just you tell me did it surprise you uh an hour a sitting governor on stage sitting there and he seemed to relax as it went along he even as i said he made a joke about that yeah he initially blew up for him but did it surprise you that at no time in a full hour did anyone mention, listen, the facts are the facts. That ILO contract is the subject of an FBI probe, and he is neck deep in that. His his fingerprints are even in the emails. It, did it at least surprise you that no one brought it up? So two parts of this, right? One, okay. I was surprised. I was surprised the question wasn't asked, and I thought Steph Michano okay. did, a, did a really nice job. You know, um, I don't know what exactly the, you know, requirements were usually with with a place like RIPEC they're going to say hey we want to stick to you know the economy and taxes or whatever and you know that and then staff or anybody who's doing it has to kind of stay inside those parameters sure that's reasonable we could debate whether or not you know she should have asked that question the the number two part though is if you're a candidate up there, even even Matt Brown or 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 or, uh, Luis Munoz, how do you not you know, draw a headline out of this, right? I mean, literally the headlines coming out of this were like, you know, who do they, who do they relate to the most, <laughs> you know, in terms of their, their favorite elected officials. 
because none of them really grasped a bit, you know, or grabbed a big headline. If I were up there, you know, especially if you're, you know, introducing yourself, there's a way to say, hey, we need to move past these kind of right. insider politics yes. and then boom, pivot to whatever you want to do. That's the opportunity for a Helena Folks. That's the opportunity for Ashley Kalis. And they just, they did not, uh, they didn't go near it. I don't, I don't know why they didn't want to touch it. Because Dan McGowan, I think it's it's totally fair game. I mean, you talk about it's a business crowd, and this was, you know, this was a bid. This was a contract. This is, you know, whether people like it or not, but it plays into the stereotype Rhode Island. Absolutely. It's a pay-to-play type of state. Well, well, so John, here, we're, here, we're not here. talking about, like, there was drug use or anything like that. This this is right in the wheelhouse of doing business with the state. Yeah, and, and it, I, I was shocked. Here's the here's the other thing. I, I had a, as you know, you and I, you and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I uh, I moderated one of the mayoral debates, and I had a, a one of the candidates say to me, and "I'm not I'm not going to reveal who because it doesn't really matter." But they were joking with me. They said, "You know, look, this is really long. Like, who's going to actually see this thing?" And that's the reality of candidate forums, right? Usually. Yeah. It's, you know, the hand, whoever's in the room, you know, and it's, and then it's whoever's covering it. And here's the thing. If, you know, there were a couple hundred people in the room, mostly decided voters, I would argue, yes. you know, insiders. Yes. So here's your, if you're a candidate, your only way, only value you have for standing on that stage for an hour, sitting on that stage for an hour is to get attention while there were reporters from every news outlet in the state there right and yeah. this is an opportunity to set to, to do something different to either have you know look if, if one of them wanted to knock it out of the park on you know some policy that that was deal, okay fine this is a chance to announce a policy it would get all the headlines but the other way to do that is to you know fire at the the incumbent governor again like you said completely fair game to do it and oh, to show yeah. you mean business here yes uh yep. they would have dominated talk radio they'd have dominated the headlines instead would have been like, the clip yeah instead everybody it would have been the a block of all the news and instead you know it was kind of everybody struggled to figure out what the headline was when I saw the media that us almost like it's like the jury in a courtroom, like that's who you want to play to. Yep. Uh, and the 100%. Rest is just, right. Just the crowd. I thought Helena folks, um, I, I saw her improvement there. You know, she had her, she had to me the biggest entourage with her. She had the full table. Uh, they felt very good about her performance. I thought Matt Brown just seemed, he just seemed so, it's like he didn't prepare, unfocused. Uh, it was all over the way, the meandering. His rhetoric doesn't seem to match, and I, I completely agree with you with that. With the doctor, I, I don't understand that. Um, there was nothing gained by that, but I don't know him that well. He's going through the motions. But here's the question: Dan McGowan, to me, Governor McKee, when he hit the halfway mark, he was like, "Oh wow!" Like then he started enjoying himself. He's in his rhythm. He seemed a little tentative at first, but here's the thing: now they've agreed to do another one. Yeah, uh, the Friday before Memorial, uh, Memorial Day. Now, what is your thought on that? I think then. That gets a little heady, and then, you know, it's like you come out of that unscathed because you had committed to do it to recommit to a new one. See, this is where I think they run into trouble, and this is part of his problem where they didn't learn. I, I think that's a mistake, but who knows? I mean, whoever convinced them to do the RIPEC thing was was right. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, and you and I were both kind of like, oh, you shouldn't just blew it off, and nobody yes. would have known. But you're right. He kind of he almost this is sort of the story of Dan McKee's, uh, you know, year plus as governor now is sort of running out the clock. Right. He, he yeah. Like you said, he got he did halfway in. He looked like he wanted to be there, actually, because he realized, wow, this thing's almost over and nobody's killed me yet. Uh, right. so, so you feel pretty good about yourself. Now, this next one, you know, is it's going to be a little bit more kind of the liberal think tank stuff. Right. This is Economic Progress Institute. Uh, or economic policy institute, whatever it is, you know, you're going to get a lot of the questions of, you know, this is going to that room will be a, I think, a, a room that is more friendly to a Matt Brown or a Luis Munoz. Um, you know, even you're you're starting to see Nelly Gorbea kind of take a turn to the left because I think she realizes there's a little bit of a path there because it doesn't look like the two kind of far left candidates um, are particularly formidable. So I think she sees an opening and is trying to grab that. That's where, and, and this is where I just, I think the Friday before Memorial Day, it would be completely reasonable for the governor to say, hey, look, 
you know, it's a, it's going to be a long summer. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I'm taking that Friday off. I'm going to go play golf and, and like everybody else in the state, you know, we're going right. to, we're going to stretch this into a four day weekend. Now you, you know, you got to go there. You got to go touch on policy that you don't necessarily want to as the moderate governor of Rhode Island. Yep. Um, and I think this becomes, you know, that's going to be a big conversation. Tax the rich. It's going to be, you know, what do you do for more affordable housing? It's gonna, oh, By the way, all things that these guys should at some point, you know, be discussing. But if I'm the governor who doesn't want to be backed in and doesn't want to be kind of labeled, you know, within the, the far left or the socialist, you know, aspect of the Democratic Party, you know, this is one where where it would be reasonable to, I think, sit out. And uh, but now he's I think it's the precedent now. I think I think now everything has changed and he's going to have to do all of these forums. Oh, wow. And uh, and that's, you know, these things quickly go from RIPAC to, you know, the like the South Providence Neighborhood Association. I mean, it becomes right. really hyper local um, very fast. And, and, uh, you know, he, he's, I think he set himself up to have to do every single one of these. When does Laurel Hill start? That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. Center of the universe. They that's dominate. Right. I love those forums. That's right. So folks, quick break, much more head. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro show. J Perry paving folks. You can depend on J Perry paving. They provide high quality, Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, Call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available, the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, you wrote a good piece, and it's certainly something to watch that Helena folks and Nellie Gobea, kind of like fighters in a ring. They're definitely circling each other. Do you think, uh, well, take, take me through. They, they're definitely sparring a little bit. Is this an element of, you know, take out this one? They both realize that if I could knock this one down, I can gain and then make my move for the, for the front runner. Well, it's funny. A few months ago, we would have said Seth Magazine and Helena folks were circling right. each other and, you know, who's stealing, who's donors and who's doing all of that. I think that's exactly right. I think, um, one, there's some validation to uh, Nellie Gorbea kind of, you know, announcing and, and continuously proclaiming that she's the leader in the race um, because Helena folks wouldn't feel any need to go at her if, if they didn't feel like there's at least some validity to that. Um, and then, but right around there, I mean, Nellie Gorbea sees, sees the challenge here. A lot of undecided voters and all of those people are potential pickups for a Helena folks. And Nellie Gorbea also thinks that she has, and I, I think the entire, uh, I think everybody in this race thinks they have a direct hit on Helena folks for that Mitch McConnell donation. I think, yeah. they th- I think they thought they had a direct hit before. And then with Roe v. Wade, I think now they've got, you know, a, a real chance here. I will tell you this. I'm curious what you think about this. The comeback, the, the rebuttal from Helena folks is an interesting one. Say, hey, look, you, you know, you walked around with the Democratic Speaker of the House, Nick Mattiello. He was pro-life. I'm not sure that plays the same way statewide as no. the Mitch McConnell. I think I think it's very clear. I can just see the commercial of, you know, Trump and McConnell 
and Roe v. Wade. Yep. And, and then, you you know, you see donation for Helena folks. I think it's a little bit harder. I'm not sure that, you know, the average person in, you know, South, Co- South County no. cares about Nick Mattiello and who you knock doors with. So I think it's a it's a challenge. I think what you're going to start to see, though, is if, if Nelly Gorbet is kind of considered – you know, slightly ahead or, or, you know, kind of a leading candidate here. It'll be interesting to see how they're all going to try to go at her um, because she's got, she doesn't have the, the most money, but she, you know, she's, they're not, none of these candidates that remember they're all Democrats. So they're not going to go at her on anything she did as secretary of state, right? You're never going to have any of the other Democrats say expanding voting is bad because that's right. You know, that, that her, the, the, the easiest that's punch, their wheelhouse. That's yep. their wheelhouse. So in, in, what do you do? You're going to have to pick spots here. And um, I think you're going to see a lot of testing out of messages against Nelly Gorbea. See what sticks. You know, can you do the, you worked for a Republican governor a million years ago. I mean, if I'm her, I say, that's great. I'm bipartisan. I actually have done it. Um, and so it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see because I think Nelly Gorbea, by the way, I'm sure you were in the room for the, for the forum last week. Nellie Gorbea is carrying herself like the leader. She's she her, is. her head is, is high and she is, yep. high. I mean, she worked the room, I think as well as anybody both before and after, um, yep. you know, she, she is emerging here um, as, you know, so, something of the favorite. I wouldn't, wouldn't put her way out in front, but she's, she's carrying herself like the favorite for sure. She either chose the middle or they sat her in the middle, but she sat right in the middle of the stage and acted yep. like she was the leader in that. Dan McGowan, I I have to, you know, and sometimes people don't understand when I'm objective on both sides, but I, you ha- Ashley Kalis, uh, you, you know, no, to me, I want your thought, but you don't know. I, I still don't, whether it's the candidate or the people preparing, but I mean, that was not only to me, was she completely unprepared for this forum? Again, if you've never done it and just kind of thrust into it, but, and that was a missed opportunity. But I also, when you listen to the other campaigns, it's like they, they don't even take her seriously. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, the to show you the room, now you think public expenditure council and you think, well, they you know tend to be maybe a little bit more conservative when it comes to tax policy. I mean, you were there. There was like an audible gasp when she said that Ron DeSantis was her, you know, put like political uh, idol. So, you know, you kind of see the, the room is still democratic right so so people weren't thrilled with that but more importantly i think you're right i mean i I, she i think people forget how difficult it is to stand up there on stage no matter how you know how much money you have and answer questions that you think you've prepared for but you know who knows what the person before you says or what the woman after you is going to say you have to be on guard because you're the one republican on stage are you going to get attacked by everybody um, you know, you have to, in, in a case like this, you have to try to find your way to, you know, not sound like, you know, too Trumpy, uh, you know, for, again, for a democratic room. And so I, I think she had a lot going on and she, and she didn't show a clear grasp of the issues. I mean, she continues to, to just repeat her, uh, kind of the talking points in her commercials, um, it wasn't well versed on a couple of different issues. I think very clearly didn't know what the Rhode Island College Promise Program was. No, uh, very clearly didn't understand the law enforcement officers' bill of rights uh, stuff. So you know, was was just not up to date on a lot of this. And look, it's okay the first time you're out. I mean, I remember when Helena Folks first got this race. We asked her a bunch of questions, and she said, "Look, I got to study this more. You know, I don't know every issue." And I mean. I, I think I took her to task. People gave her a pass. Uh, once you're on stage in these things, you don't get you don't get more time here. This isn't you know you're you're not asking for more time with with a teacher, right? You you have to know your stuff if you're going to be a candidate for governor. This was a huge missed opportunity for her because again, that's a room that while leaning Democrat, I think would be open to you know. Uh, a, a conversation about true tax reform, right? Would be would be open to finding ways to, you know, give money back, give all the surplus money back to Rhode Islanders. She just didn't accomplish it. Yeah, and she's lucky they didn't say, let's name some of the people running for mayor of Providence. Again, I think it's it's tough to tell if it's the candidate or it's the people around the candidate because it could be the candidate. It could be. That even if she, you know, was born and raised here and lived here for the last, 
you know, 30 years that she still is not good in a situation like that. I think there's I think there's this feeling that, okay, once she gets up to speed, she's going to be good. But kind of reminds me of when George W. Bush, the Texas governor, first emerged on the scene. Everyone's reaction, I mean, Texas governor and he looked like the father and his last name is Bush. But after they'd hear him, everyone's reaction would be like, he's going to get better. Right. I mean, that's that's right. That's not it. Um, and he actually never, well, he, he at times he, he got a little bit better. Dave McGowan, just finally though, um, what is your take or thought on how she is, uh, the only person that's up on television right now? Well, I mean, it, it, that's a smart move because it does give you the chance. I mean, I'm sure, you, you know, you, you have yes. some, you, you have a lot of listeners who probably say, you know, when you're critical of her, right. When you say, Hey, you know, she, she's just not ready for prime time. A lot of people say, wait a minute, she's the one Republican. She's the one different person. So her message is sticking that she's the fighter. She's, you know, she's going to be the Republican kind of firewall here. So I think it's smart. I mean, if she's got, if you've got the money, spend it. Um, But her, she's going to have to get just a little bit stronger on the issues. You know, right now there's this, the challenge with wealthier, with, you know, wealthy candidates who burst in the scenes is remember, you know, every consultant in the country hears about this and says, right. I want her, I want that paycheck, right? They don't yep. care if she wins or loses. They, they hear guaranteed money, right? They'd much rather have a rich person than money because what, if the person starts to lose, they might stop raising money and then they might not pay their vendors. Uh, so it's much easier there. And you've got, I think, a lot of Republican consultants in this country right now who think the way to win a governor's race in any state in the country is to follow that Virginia model. Difference yes. is, is that Glenn Youngkin was from Virginia, right? Yeah. He, he understood the issues. You also they had ran a perfect race. Ran an absolutely perfect race. You also had a, a you had a you had a, a a former governor Terry McAuliffe who stepped yep. in it, right? Made mistakes. He did. Um, you know, in this case, now could I see is Dan McKee has he made plenty of mistakes? Will he continue to? Uh, the answer to that is potentially yes. But if you're up, you know, you got to really have command of the issues. You got to yeah. actually kind of have a, you know, oh, that person speaks for me, the Rhode Islander. Right. Um, right now, Ashley Kalis just isn't there. And I think, Dan McGowan, before we take it, I think if you were in that room, you have the five Democrats, her on stage. I, I just don't think, I think it was an opportunity to show here's how I'm different than the other five people That's on right. stage. And I don't think that was accomplished. I mean, I would be different on John on everything. everything. I, I would never agree. Even start it that way. Yes. See, here's where I'm different than everyone else. I feel blah, blah, blah. Um, look at the revenue coming in. We're obviously overtaxed. Right. I mean, this is insane with surplus money. Surplus money means that states being overtaxed and no one talks about the tax cuts. It also really surprised me. She's sitting next to the guy that, I mean, they, they pulled the contract from her. And, and according to... Some reporting, you know, the, the contract she lost went to, again, surprise, a McKee donor. I mean, I just don't know how you let him off the hook that way. If you're talking to the business community, um, I thought the mayor of Providence thing was a huge missed opportunity. You don't have to name a name. Just, you know, how many people here used to have an office downtown and then you moved out because it's yeah. not safe for the crime and blah. So I support the candidate that's going to turn around the schools. And you you I, make a you make a joke. You say, look, I don't support yeah. any of them. Maybe we should take over the city. Right. <laughs> you know, just you, you find yes, a way to make like a that. headline. Folks, quick break. Much more head. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DiPietro Show. Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. To check out our website, dipetro.com, 
DePietro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Centerdale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And, Dan, you write in Roadmap, first hurdle for the Superman building, I believe it arrives tonight. Yeah, tonight's when your first Rhode Island Commerce Corporation uh, is going to sign off on actually up to $20 million in tax credits, $15 million for one program, $5 million for another. Uh, that's almost half of the subsidy that the state is supposed to, uh, you know, provide for the Superman building. Now, I should be clear, this one is is a done deal. They're they're going to get their uh, the tax credits for this project uh, tonight. The big questions are, you know, down the line, as, as we've talked about, can you get a thirty year tax stabilization out of the city? You know, it, can the state even pass that that law to make it happen? So there's a lot of hurdles still to come. But, you know, this is going to be one where tonight I think the what, what I keep hearing from the developers and the kind of the business community that that's all rallying behind this project, they keep saying, you know what, we're not hearing any opposition. We're not hearing at least not strong opposition. You know, you get a little bit of token opposition, kind of far right, far left are opposed to subsidy, but nobody else really cares. And I think this is another example. Tonight, it'll pass very quickly. You probably won't even see very many stories in the news about it. And it just reaffirms, I think, to a lot of the people involved in this project that they're going to get, you know, they're going to get there. I will say, you know, I've been, I've said all along that I think the Providence City Council is the one that needs to be the, you know, kind of the the line here and, and really force the hand of um, of the state to get more out of it. The one thing that works against the city is if everything else, if all the ducks are in a row, it's really hard to be the only one that says no. And so tonight they jump an easy hurdle. Maybe in a month from now, you see the legislature kind of change the, the, the state law around tax breaks. And suddenly, you know, now a gun is kind of pointed at the head of the city council to say, hey, you got to get this done because everybody else has said yes so far, too. Folks, um. In today's Boston Globe, you can also read, I mean, the latest on that Nathan Carmen was arrested and then also uh, the latest on North Kingstown. I'm curious, uh, Dan McGowan, what what do you think that this latest now, the fury of the leaked memo of the Supreme Court, what what does that do for the CB2 race? Uh, I saw that Alan Fung was interviewed by your colleague, but what does that do to the, the CB2 race that seemingly still the dynamic doesn't seem to be changing between, you know, Seth Magaziner still being the front runner. Yeah, I think Seth Magaziner, uh, you know, I thought this could be an opening for a Joy Fox where, you know, you can really grab onto this issue and have command of it. You know, just as a woman, you can kind of lead the way. The challenge with it is, is that Seth Magaziner, as we have talked about week after week, is he's doing all the things that the leader does in a race for like this. He's getting all the endorsements. You know, he's he, he's doing his job. He's raising all the money. Um, you know, for me, I still say I think this is a very winnable race for Alan Fung on the Republican side. I do think the Roe v. Wade thing complicates it a little bit. I think, you know, before we, we if we hear of no leaked opinion, you know, this is not a major issue in the race. And, you know, Alan Fung doesn't have to kind of come up with a tortured response for how he feels. Now this becomes front and center. Now, you know, that conversation around, Trump, uh, you know, Fung being the, you know, the vote, uh, the, the deciding vote for speaker, which isn't true, but will be a talking point. Um, you know, now it, it becomes a little bit more relevant. This race becomes more about sort of the national picture. At least that's what the Democrats are going to want. So I think it got a little murkier for Alan Fung. I still say I, I think Alan Fung is playing a smart game here. This, this, you know me, you know me as the mayor of Cranston. Um, yep. I do think that message uh, resonates pretty well. He also, uh, you know, Bob Lancia is basically running an invisible campaign at this point. I notice he's not even responding to media. I don't know what's up with that, but uh, 
I'm sure Fund welcomes the fact that right now that he doesn't have to engage. Now, Dan McGowan, you also wrote a piece, Kat Kerwood isn't seeking re-election, but she has no regrets. Boy, for someone as young as she is, um, came onto the city council, she she made, not always positive, but she made a lot of news uh, for someone who had a relatively short term on the Providence City Council. Yeah, and John, as you know, the, the Providence City Council is usually a place where you know, it's pretty sleepy. You have to be, you know, I covered him for 10 years. You, you know, you yep. have to be really into this to pay attention to kind of the individuals on the council. Kat Kerwin was different. She was uh, incredibly polarizing. You know, she she was a, a, a kind of a star, uh, you know, on the news and on radio because of her, you know, very strong leftist, she calls them leftist positions, whether it's the funding the police. Remember, she was out in front on... Uh, attempting to decriminalize oh, yeah. prostitution and the Columbus statue. She defended the uh, the folks that, that, you know, poured red paint on it, things like that. So, you know, she knew how to find, uh, to, how to gain attention even before she ran. By the way, she was on the cover of Teen Vogue, right. you know, in 2018 as a candidate. So she wow. knew how to seek out attention and, and get it. I remember meeting with her very early on and being very impressed with her uh, just as a, 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 a strictly from the politics, I said, all right, she's probably going to win a council seat. Uh, she did and has kind of burnt out. She's, uh, you know, she's about to finish law school and she says, I'm not going to run for reelection. Uh, you know, is pretty stubborn about kind of her positions, even ones where I think she misstepped, you know, that whole interaction where she was caught on video, uh, right. you know, saying that, you know, uh, she was going to call the police chief after an yeah. you know, issue at a bar. She embarrassed herself there. It was it was an yeah. act of immaturity. Um, you know, she doesn't see it that way. But what she does understand, and this is this this shows, I think, a little bit of a level of growing up, is she she understands that she doesn't want to be the person on the city council who has you know whatever the extreme view of the moment is. That if it's not in you know if you can't get the votes, it doesn't really matter. And so she says, you know, I'm stepping down, I'm stepping away. One thing for listeners out there, a lot of reaction that I got was, well, this is great news. The, you know, finally someone's coming to their senses and the voters would never have elected her. Let's be very clear. The Providence City Council is going to move extremely far to the left this year. You have, you know, four, five, six potential seats that are going to go to, um, you know, people who who self-identify as, you know, democratic socialists, uh, you already, you already have a couple on the council. So you have a chance to have, you know, seven, eight, nine, even potential, um, very far to the left council members, you know, who are going to support efforts to, you know, restrict police funding or, or defund as people hear. Um, and so, you know, for all the folks that are celebrating, kind of dancing on the grave of Kat Kerwin, uh, I, as I said in the column, I think she may get the last laugh because uh, it won't be her up there voting, but it will be, you know, a, a potentially a majority of council members who are really far to the left. Dan McGowan, two final uh, fun items. Number one, it, it, it seemed like the city was alive, the uh, event you attended at the dunk the other night. Yeah, the WWE, we, we took our uh, little nephew, two nephews who are wow. wonderful kids and sold out. I mean, John, I, I was there for that Xavier PC basketball game, yeah. triple overtime. Uh, this was just as electric, uh, different crowd, kids, you know, screaming their faces off, but uh, really good and good for the city because you did, you know, you saw everybody beforehand packing all the restaurants down there. And also, folks, great coverage. Uh, this Celtic team, this what a win the other night, two-two, and then now a huge game. Alan Harford, I mean, just amazing last night, and great coverage in the Globe, folks. Do you hear us mention Roadmap? I start each day; it delivers right to my inbox. All you have to do right now, Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind to extend the offer, anyone listening, folks, it could arrive tomorrow. Absolutely, uh, and and it w- it will arrive tomorrow morning if you uh, send me this blank email. Uh, send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. You don't have to do anything else. I'll get it. I'll sign you right up, and you're going to get new coverage from me. Sometimes you get analysis. Sometimes you get you know a story you haven't seen elsewhere. You get all the links, as John said, to all of the coverage, both in Rhode Island that the Globe is doing, and then nationally, sports, things going on regionally. So rinews 
at globe.com and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. He's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, John. See ya. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys. Old things you don't even use anymore. Old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401 688 Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brothers Disposal, 401 688 to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link, contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live, or YouTube, or Twitter, it's all right there at the website topetro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there. Folks, it all starts by logging on at topetro.com. And on the left-hand side, you can always listen live. Again, all our links, everything begins and ends right there at the website topetro.com. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code, get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at LawnDoctor.com. Remain healthy, stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401-305-3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, Great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant.